the most competitive guy. I mean, I would throw on Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it. We're back. This is uh, King and Foster. It looks like I'm going to be by myself uh, today. Uh, Jimmy King is having some internet problems. Um, everything is just messed up today, but uh, we're going to get through it. Now, let me tell you something. I have been ragging on the Detroit Lions. Guilty as charged. Don't like the, work, the way the organization is. Don't like the direction. Don't like ownership. Don't like anything about the team. But let me say that. With that said, uh, I still like going downtown on days that the Lions play. Um, I don't necessarily go to games unless I have to work it. And since I'm retired now, I don't have to walk in there. But I like going to spots that have the Lions football on TV. I like watching the games with fans. I think it's a lot of fun because you get to see the ebb and flow of Lion fans um, without being in the ballpark, without spending $12 for a beer. Um, that's my thing. Sometimes I call up my friends, Melinda and Jim and Melissa and all the gang, and we watch Lions football uh, at the Brakeman. Get some good fried chicken down there. Uh, sometimes, where else? Founders. I like going down there. Buffalo Wild Wings. I like going down there. And uh, there's some other places in Bricktown and Greektown little small places I like to go. Now, here's the question. Would I go during COVID-19? Now, Detroit has been a hot spot for COVID. Uh, we're supposed to social distance. Uh, going to a bar or restaurant is dangerous, according to many people. I'm one of them. I am a little concerned by being in enclosed areas. But would I go downtown to my favorite spot and watch the Lions during COVID and the rest of the NFL? Because they got all the other games on. Uh, I know uh, a pal, Ty, likes to go down there to see the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, I, I will go to a game to see her, you know, to, with her to see the Panthers. I'll do any of that stuff. So, yeah, I would go. I'm not that concerned. I'm not going to use the term afraid. I'm not that concerned where if we're social distance and um, I'm not afraid to go see the Lions play. I would do that, and I may do that this year. We'll see. Um, here, here is my perfect Sunday for the Detroit Lions. First of all, I don't go to the game because – I, I don't feel comfortable giving the Ford family my money. I used to cover games. I used to write columns for the Detroit News, mostly because it was my job. Secondly, I know that you care about them. Yeah, you bitch and moan and say I'm lying free and they piss me off and I'm tired of the losing, tired of the mediocrity, but you still love this team. You want someone to critique this team for you. You want someone to tell you what's happening with this team. But now that I'm retired, 
now that I don't have to go to the games for work, I'm sure as hell not paying for this bullshit product. Pardon my French. I'm not going to go there and drop 100 or 200 bucks for tickets and pop and beer and stuff like that. Last time I went to Ford Field <clears throat> as a paying customer was the uh, MAC championship game. Where I saw my Chippewas from CMU lose to a very fine Miami of Ohio team. So I had to go down there. And I, you know, I wanted to go see my boys play. And so that's the last time I spent money at Ford Field. And that would probably be the next time I spend money at Ford Field. Maybe they may have Michigan or Michigan State play there in a special basketball game. Yeah, I'll go for that. I'll, I'll spend money. Maybe even take my son there. Um, <clears throat> Chippewas make it back, which I don't think they're going to anytime soon. Yeah, I'd go back. For the Lions, no way, Jose. Not, not doing that. I'm a little sick of this team, and the people I feel sorry for is you. Um, and I get in trouble every year for this. Yes, I'm a bad guy. I admit it. I'm an asshole sometimes. But er here's what I do every Lions season. Uh, I, I hear your comments and, and people start perking up. So, you know, I think the Lions are going to be good this year. I think the Lions have a chance not only to make the playoffs, but to win a playoff game. And I hear that from you, and I chuckled to myself, and I said, they got these suckers again. So I get on my little Twitter account and I ask the same question. Why do you believe in the Lions year in and year out? What have they done to make you believe that something is different? What have they done to make you believe this is a playoff team? What have they done to make you think that this team can win a playoff game or even two? And this year, I got the, the dumbest answers ever because 2020 has been so fucked up that it's got to wear off on the Lions and they're going to do something that they've never done before or since 1991. To me, that's not a good enough answer. Or you say, I love my team so much that they got to do it for me one year. Well, guess what? Every NFL team is loved by their fans. Every NFL team their fans believe they're going to win 10 games. That's not good enough. In fact, uh, I do this little sick thing uh, before every season. I go through opposing newspaper websites, and they always ask the same question. How many games are the Giants going to win this year? How many games are the Dolphins going to win this year? How many games are the Texans going to win this year? How many games are the Packers going to win this year? Well, you know what fans always say? 10 games. Sometimes the Packers, they might say 12. But for the most part, every sports pack in the United States, for whatever reason, thinks their team is going to win 10 games. And we know that's humanly impossible. Uh, but the NFL is set up where you believe. The NFL is set up where every game ends up being a close score. Let's look at the, the New Orleans game. Lions only lost 36 to 29. So when you look at that score 10 years from now, you're going to say, man, the Lions were competitive. They were in this game. Why are people saying they got their asses kicked? 
because that's what the NFL does. Um, I know a team that goes up by 20 points might win that game, except if they're the Lions, but they're only going to win by seven or eight points. Half the games in the NFL are one-score games, and I think that's by design. It's by design so you keep coming back. It's by design so that you keep believing. It's by design so you keep reaching into your pockets and pulling out those Benjamins and paying big money for a bad product. And you fall for the fake year after year after year. Um, when I was a lad, and I still love the Lions, they ruined my day. They're playing the New Orleans Saints. They're ahead. I'm thinking they're going to win. So I want to go out and play baseball and football with my boys. So I said, nope, I'm staying inside until the Lions beat the New Orleans Saints, who sucked, by the way, at the time. I knew my boys were going to win. Then they just ruined my day. They ruined my afternoon. Because Tom Dempsey, with a half a foot, with a piece of wood on his foot, kicks a 63-yard field goal to beat the Lions at the end. I think it was 1917 or something like that. So my whole day was ruined. Uh, I promised myself when I was an adult, I was not going to allow the Lions to ruin my day. So when they lose, no skin off my back. Uh, when they blow a 21-point lead, hey, so what? If they win, bravo. So that's my attitude now. But um, the journalist in me realizes this. The best sports story year in and year out is the Detroit Lions because of the passion of their fans. They are ahead of the Wings. They're ahead of the Tigers. They're well ahead of the Pistons because you care about this team. Whatever they do is big news. When they blow a league, it's huge. Part of it is they play once a week. But the other thing is I think Detroit fans are a little bit sick. You want to believe in this team. And they give you no reason to believe in them. With all that said, though, <clears throat> my point is I love going downtown to watch the Lions on TV at either the Brakeman or Buffalo Wild Wings or uh, the Detroiter. It's a bunch of places I like. I like going to Founders, even though the TV situation isn't great. I don't even think they have TV, but I still like going there before games. And I love, love, love going uh, to see the Reverend of Aurora, who gives a sermon every Sunday. The Lions play downtown about noon. And, uh, you know, he's a hokey guy. He wears a uh, blue and silver suit with a big-ass cowboy hat and boots and stuff. And, in fact, uh, the Reverend of Aurora recently made a little bit of news by walking from the Upper Peninsula to Ford Field. He went up there. His truck was stuck, and he said, I'm going to do something weird. Uh, they, they couldn't fix his truck for three days, and instead of staying up there, he decided to walk home and he raised some money for charity and and we hope that all works out but i love seeing him but before at the park bar 
I don't know if he's doing it this year, but when COVID's out the way and life returns to normal, let's make a date at the park bar, high noon, you will get to see a spectacular show as Reverend of Roar, a little bit hokey, but gives the sermon about the Detroit Lions that day. It's a lot of fun. He walks across the bar and he takes shots and he encourages you to take shots and you know, before you go to a Lions game, you need a couple of shots anyway. Put you in the mood. So I love doing that. And then I like going somewhere and just watching them on TV. That way I can watch other teams play. I can watch the Packers play. I can watch the Dolphins play, the 49ers, Pittsburgh Steelers. So I, I have that roving eye where I can see a lot of things. That's what I'd rather do uh, rather than just go to Ford Field, give them my money and watch the Lions perform, which is really goofy. So let me let me call up my man, see if he's there. James, Jimmy King, are you there? Because I got a big question for you. I'm going to take it. His internet is still not working, and he's not there. Uh, one of the things I brought up earlier with the Tennessee Titans and the fact that they shut down their practice facility because of COVID, some guys tested for, for COVID-19. They had a bye week. So what did players do? Went to a local high school, and they worked out, threw the ball around. But the NFL said, you're not supposed to do this. When someone tests positive for COVID, you have to stay away from each other, period. But Titans said, no, nah, we, we can't do that. And I, I'm behind the Titans. I don't blame them. I would have done the same thing. If I was the team captain of that team, I would say, guys, we can't sit on our asses for two weeks and then play a football game. First of all, you get your ass kicked. Second of all, you'll be embarrassed in front of your fans and the rest of the NFL. And third, it's dangerous. I would think it's dangerous to sit down, let your bones get a little bit settled in, not do anything for two weeks with your teammates, and then try to play a football game. That's the recipe for disaster. So I support the Tennessee Titans, although they broke code, pro protocol, they um, broke NFL rules, and they did things that the doctors tell us we're not supposed to do. We're not supposed to get together when someone tests positive, but um, I would have done the same thing. Sorry about that. Like I said, I'm a bad guy sometimes. So uh, I don't blame them doing what they had to do but that's just me um second let's get into the vice presidential debate why why do they have vice presidential debates none of them are going to be president <clears throat> although maybe this time pence or kamala harris could be president because the two guys who are running for president are 100 years old each and there is a chance that one of them could be president. But, you know, I didn't watch it live. I decided to read up on it later, and then I watched it later on YouTube. But the thing that I got of it is, you know, nothing must have happened because the only thing I saw on the Internet was a fly. So we could nickname the uh, vice presidential debate the emergence of Superfly or Superfly 2. And if you don't know who Superfly is, it's a black exploitation film. 
that came out way back in the day in the 70s and I was at the movie theater watching that and loved it. That's all I saw, a fly, a fly on Pence's head. Now, here's what the liberals, that everybody makes huge mistakes. When the liberals saw the fly on Pence's head, here's what they came out with immediately. What are flies attracted to? They're attracted to shit. So they said, okay, uh, Mike Prince is full of shit. That's why the fly was on him. But here's what they didn't realize. Same thing happened to Barack Obama. So if the people on the right had said, well, here's a fly on Barack Obama's lip because flies only like shit, then the liberals would have been pissed off and want to fight and everything. So you know what? Stuff just happens. The fly flew on a man's head, so what? Shit happens. Pardon the pun. So, but anyway, I, I did watch the, the debate later on YouTube, and um, it was boring. Um, I did like Kamala Harris. I think she, she was pretty clever. She came out with some things. They're trying to take away your health care. They're trying to take away or something. So some, watch out. Here they come. They're coming for you. I thought that was pretty clever. Even though she got crap for it, I thought it was pretty clever. Um, and Pence didn't interrupt her as much as uh, Trump did with Joe Biden. And um, but here's the thing I don't like with both of these candidates. They didn't ask questions. I mean, you would ask Mike Pence, uh, how deep is the Pacific Ocean? And then he would say something about, you know what I like? I like Twinkies, and uh, that's my favorite dessert. Or you'd ask Kamala Harris about um, the Green Deal, the New Green Deal. And she would say, ah, you know what? I once uh, lived next to a polluted factory and I didn't like it and uh, ghosts are real. In other words, you're asking me this, but I'm not going to tell you how I feel. Uh, the other thing that Kamala Harris did was they would ask her a question and she'd talk about her childhood. I don't give a shit answer the damn question because they kept telling us that the debate was for us the public for us to make decisions for us to decide who's the best candidate for us first of all the debates at this point are really unnecessary because uh, 98 percent of people have made up their minds in fact we are so entrenched in what our political views are, we're willing to fight now. We're willing to take to the streets, kidnap governors, burn down buildings, shoot people, because this is my man and this is your man. So now it's time to fight. It's time to fight in the streets, which is pretty sick. But that's where we are now. People have made up their minds. These presidential debates and vice presidential debates are really useless right now. And 
Donald Trump, who caught COVID, um, says he's not going to debate anymore because they want it virtual, that he's immune. We don't know that for a fact. He thinks because he had COVID that he can't pass it along. He might be right, but we don't know that for a fact because this is a fluid disease and, um, you know, we, we don't know what the deal is. But I, I, I just thought it was humorous that he got COVID because um, he refuses to wear a mask. He encourages us not to wear a mask. Uh, he had the, uh, uh, you know, the get together to introduce his Supreme Court judge. And there was no social distancing. Yes, it was outside. Very few people wore masks. And now people are catching COVID-19. Should we be surprised? No, not at all. I thought it was irresponsible to have something like that in today's world. But the reason it happened is because people want to believe in Donald Trump so much that they're willing to do anything to seek his approval. He tells us we can't catch it, so I'm not going to wear a mask. He tells us that wearing a mask is against our civil rights, so damn it, I'm not going to wear a mask. I do wear one. I don't wear one when I go walking. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I've been, I, I got a Fitbit, which right here, and uh, I'm behind on my steps. I only have like 4,000 steps now, but I'm going to boost that up past 10,000, but um, I don't wear a mask when I'm doing my walking. I don't wear a mask outside, even though I think in Oakland County I'm supposed to, but I'm not. Arrest my ass. Um, but when I go into a restaurant and I know I'm going to be in close quarters where I know there's ventilation problems, I'm wearing my mask. And usually what I've decided to do, I've decided to use it for fun. Support some of our, our local teams. I have a set of Pistons masks. Red Wing mask and uh, Tiger's mask. The only professional team I don't have a mask for is the Detroit Lions. I'm just not I'm not giving them any of my love, any of my support. And there's other masks that I have for my beloved CMU Chippewas. I have masks for those too. But other than that, that's about it. And then my family who's ballistic about Michigan State, makes me wear a Michigan State mask. What they do, my family is mean. They know I don't want to wear Michigan or Michigan State stuff because every time I go out, I, get, I catch shit. Every, when I wear a Michigan shirt, I run into like 500 Spartans. What are you doing with that damn shirt on? And when I wear Michigan State stuff, then I run into 500 Wolverines. They say, why you got that shit shirt on? Take it off. So I don't wear Michigan or Michigan State stuff. It's just not worth it. But what they do, I'm convinced they do this, is they hide all my mask. Then Ab sends me to the grocery store. And before I go, he says, don't forget your mask. So all my Red Wing shit, I can't find. The Tiger stuff is hidden. CMU Chippewas, you know, they don't like the Chippewas. They're jealous because... CMU beat Michigan State three times in football, so they hate my Chippewas, even though they shouldn't even be concerned with us. So anyway, I'm about to go, on, and all I can find, we have this bag with masks, Michigan State, Michigan State, Michigan State. So I have to go out with my Michigan State mask on. That's planned and calculated. 
family's assholes. It pissed me off. But I go out there because I'm trying to be safe. So I'm trying to be safe, not only for me, but for you. And I, I like representing my team or representing something I love or like. So I have three of the four Detroit sports teams on their professional teams and my CMU Chippewas. And then sometimes Michigan State because they hide all my stuff here in the house. I know what y'all are doing and dad doesn't appreciate it, but that's all right. Still love you. So, uh, but you know what? I keep hearing that uh, this is a violation of your human rights. We don't have human rights. For instance, I want to go to the drugstore with no shirt on and no shoes. Guess what? They will kick me out. They have the right to. Isn't it my right not to wear a shirt? Isn't it my right not to wear shoes? Yeah, but that's part of the deal. Um, we are not allowed to yell fire in a crowded building because it puts people in danger. It could cause a panic. It can cause a stampede and it could cause people to be hurt. Do I look at that's the same as with a mask that we are supposed to be teammates. I'm a United States citizen. You're a United States citizen. I want to protect you at all times. That's why when I'm driving down the road, I don't swerve from lane to lane because I could put you in danger. And I hope when you're driving next to me, you don't drive all over the place drunk because you put me in danger. So, teammate, I want to protect you. Teammate, I hope you protect me. That's why I wear a mask. Anyway, this I'm Terry Foster. We'll be back uh, next week with another King and Foster, hopefully, here on the nrmstreamcast.com. Hope you all have a great weekend. And uh, no Lions loss this weekend because they don't play. Take it easy, everybody, and no smoking, please. Thank you.